morning, Fatima. Hi, Norol. How are you today? I'm good. I uh, just wake up with a bit of sore throat. But yeah, thanks Great. for your coffee. It's really good with this uh, oatly. Oatly milk. Oatly milk. Yeah, yes. nice. Enjoy. So, let's tell everyone who we are because everyone's yeah. like, who's Norol? Who's Fatima? <laughs> Uh, okay, I start first. Yes, of course. Uh, I'm Nurul and uh, I'm a yoga teacher. So currently, I'm running uh, alongside my partner Akila. We are running One Habit. It's a holistic um, health and wellness company uh, where we are focused in weight loss uh, program. Fantastic. And I'm taking care of the One Habit Recovery, which is um, the therapy side of it. Um, mainly yoga classes for now. Yeah, what about you, Fatima? So, I am a doctor and dietitian, and I am also the founder of a brand called Netnaka Wellness, um, which does two things. It uh, provides services to try and encourage um, people to make healthy choices in their life, mm-hmm. but I also um, have a bit of a side thing going on where I produce uh, essential oil blends uh, for health and wellness. Um, we should kind of say where we are. Yeah, we are in Singapore. Yes, we're coming to you across the airwaves from Singapore. Nurul is actually Singaporean. Yay! I am originally from the UK, <laughs> but I've been living here. Oh my gosh, do you know that it's my two-year living anniversary today? Right, and it's my, my two years is coming in June. So ah. I moved back uh, from Dubai. I was an expat in Dubai. And I moved back, I think, 2016, May. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, no, end of May. Okay. So, yeah. So, you're coming up to two years, and it's two years for me today. Yay, happy anniversary. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so, what are we doing? Uh, we are starting, um, well, this thing called Around the Table. Mm-hmm. Uh, this came up when we first met for brunch. Um yeah, so we thought of having a session uh, where we can talk about anything health and wellness uh, in a non-intimidating way that we can just have a casual chat around where we are, well, around coffee now. Yeah, absolutely. And watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> and with Dr. Fatima around, so I thought uh, it's great to, to partner up with her to collaborate and see... Um, how she can help the community mm-hmm. uh, in terms of uh, specific health and wellness topics. Yeah, and I was really, really taken by the idea. I think um, there's a big gap in health education um, in Southeast Asia. <clears throat> and I feel that hopefully I have something to add. Um, and you know what? We learn from one another. So yeah. there are things about the things you do that I have no idea about. Um, And part of this is us learning as we go, but also sharing and demystifying health and wellness for everyone because we want to make it accessible. Mm -hmm. I think that was our prime prime kind of objective, to make it accessible. And also to hear back from you guys as to the things that you want us to sit here and discuss. Um, And you're welcome to join us around the table as well. Um, So you can um, DM us. We should probably say what our Instagram handles are. Yeah. That's probably where we're going to be um, advertising this, right? Yep. Uh, for me, you can find me at nuryoga.onehabit 
uh, that's my Instagram handle and uh, for uh, my uh, our company one habit is um, easily one habit.co mm-hmm. so that's where you can find us uh, find me sorry <laughs> uh, um, but then uh, you can also read my blog because I will be sharing our um, anchor our podcast yes on my blog which is um, www.onehabit.co absolutely so it's going to be going on both our uh, blogs so you can you can hit it either way because i think we we probably uh, have slightly different clientele here in singapore mm-hmm. but globally as well um you can find me um at dr fatima mamdani uh on Instagram and you can find Anchor, well, on Anchor as Around the Table, but also um, at my blog, uh, com forward slash blog. So, great. Uh, actually, about the Around the Table, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with the social media, a lot of people are sharing their personal stories about maybe their experience in health and wellness. Also, they provide information about uh, certain things medically you know mm, 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 but i'm not sure whether i can trust those sources so that's why i feel that this around the table alongside with dr fatima will give me or many others um and insights effects about health and wellness in general i hope so i think that's one of my biggest pet peeves um, I think it's fantastic when people share their experiences because there's a lot to learn from the things that people have been through, either in terms of the medical things or, or therapies that they've tried. Um, but we mustn't forget that these people are people and everybody's experience <coughs> is individual because everyone's illness um, or their, their journey in wellness is, is, is individual. Um, so. You know, we shouldn't take it as root. I think there are professionals out there and I think it's our job as professionals to do the educating. Um, so if you read something and it strikes a chord, that's fantastic. If you hear something and it strikes a chord, that's fantastic. But always kind of check with your your local doctor or dietitian or therapist, depending on, on, on what the topic is, um, before deciding to do exactly the same thing as someone on social media. Mm. Right. Yeah. So I think that probably is the end of our intro, a very long intro because it is our first episode. Um, but we'll get started. So, guys, do you have your coffee at the ready or whatever beverage of choice um, you're going to be partaking of whilst we chat to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you've almost finished your... Oh, you finished your coffee. <laughs> you can have a coffee. No, I had one this morning okay. and I'm trying to limit myself to one a day. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so what have you been up to, Dr. Fatima? Um, so I've been busy, but it might not seem so much up so on social media just because I haven't kind of been putting everything on there. One of the things I was involved with at the weekend was a charity teen event um, by a local charity, PPIS, here in Singapore, um, which was kind of all about improving confidence and self-esteem amongst teens in this digital age. I think um, from a very young age, people or children find themselves on social media. Mm. Um, and it's about having confidence, not being... Um, 
not allowing haters to hate, not allowing people to bully, um, and not being waylaid by all the influences because there are great influences out there, but there are also negative influences. So knowing how to filter out and exposing young people to other non kind of social media like activities. Um, so one of the things that I was doing was talking about smoking in teens in Singapore. Oh, <laughs> I can relate to that. Really? How come? Um, I was a smoker. Uh, well, I quit now. Um, you want to know? Yeah, I absolutely. <laughs> I always want to know. <laughs> okay, uh, so as a teenager, I wasn't a fan of uh, smokers. Mm-hmm. Um, but something happened when I was in my early 20s. Uh, that's when my career is just taking um, its peak. Okay. Um, I was working for an after-sale service, a really high stress level. Um, I'm dealing with um, customers who own Continental cars and at that point of time, um, we were under pressure to give the best service uh, as we were fighting for the best uh, dealership in Singapore. Mm-hmm. So I was part of the team. And how I started, um, my colleague was smoking and I was so much in stress. And suddenly, I don't know what came to me. I asked her for a cigarette. She, was res- she, she wasn't that happy to give me one mm-hmm. um, but I insisted and that's how I started how did you break her? well I just took a secret <laughs> from her yeah well that wasn't cool but that happened I was in my 20 I was 23 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so I'm not sure whether I was addicted to cigarette or I was um I want to be socially accepted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was an introvert, mm-hmm. um, or maybe I just use cigarette to release my stress. I am not sure really. Did you find though that you were feeling calmer after having the cigarette? To be honest, no. Okay, so what made you kind of go back and continue smoking? Um, okay, so looking back, when I smoked a cigarette with a colleague, mm-hmm. uh, we discussed about how stress our day is Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's more like a socializing experience uh, sorry socializing uh, five minutes like we socialize five minutes and we just try to vent our anger Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with a cigarette do you know what this kind of reminds me of a little did you ever watch friends yeah okay so do you remember (laughs) the 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 skit about Rachel um, starting a new job in the fashion industry and her boss and one of her colleagues were smokers and she wasn't a smoker okay Um, and so they used to go off for these kind of smoking breaks um, and that was often the time when they would either socialize or deals were made Mm. so things were happening behind her back um, that she wanted to be involved in. And so she was like, you know what? I'm going to take up smoking, even if it's pretend. <laughs> ah, okay. um, so it kind of reminds me of that skit. It actually, I was trying to pretend to be a smoker for a while. Uh-huh. I don't really enjoy it. Okay. But even now, I wonder whether um, 
why it lasted for so long. How long did it last? Uh, I stopped smoking at the age of uh, 25. Okay. Uh, and then, but then I smoke on and off mm-hmm. with a smoker friend. <laughs> Socializing again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. And when you stopped smoking, how many were you smoking a day at the time? Um, a pack, not so much. Like uh, three days with just one pack. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And um, how did you stop? Oh, I just stopped. Okay. I just decided to stop. And that's the thing about me. I can switch off. Is that something though that you would... That is part of your personality. Do yes. you think you can do that with with anything? Correct, correct. So uh, if I decided to stop something, I can just just stop without mm-hmm. having to go through a withdrawal symptom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and did did you did you find it easy to do? I mean, you stopped. The next day, was it okay? Yeah, it was okay. I don't have any problem at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't miss smoking. Mm, but once in a while when I see my friend smokes uh, and I say okay let me just have one and that's it mm-hmm. yeah does that still go on? Uh, yeah sometimes to be honest uh, but not not much in Singapore because it's so expensive yeah yeah so I, I don't really buy a cigarette yeah specifically just for socializing it uh-huh. doesn't make sense it's so expensive mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it is not only is it expensive you know oh. for, for your personal pocket but do you know that it's like costing singapore and and for those of you who aren't based in singapore the population of singapore is roughly five million mm-hmm. which is not very big mm. but it's costing the economy something along the lines of 839 million dollars just to kind of deal with the after effects of smoking so be it pollution be it kind of hospitalization Mm. because people are becoming sick um welfare afterwards so this isn't just going to be expensive on your pocket this is expensive for everyone around us so this is what our tax dollars are paying for unfortunately Uh. or one of the things (laughs) i should say um so tell me about the day that you decided to to quit smoking oh uh, Alright, so okay, I have sinus issues mm-hmm. and eczema. Mm-hmm. So when I smoke a little bit too much, mm-hmm. I can immediately feel it. So I will have irritation on my throat, in my throat, uh, my nostril. Um, if that's not happening, then I will have a eczema breakout. Yeah. So yeah, that's when I decided to you know what I'm going to dump this cigarette nonsense, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. smoking nonsense, and I don't need it. Do you think it affected your social kind of situation, like yeah. your friendships or anything like uh, that? When I decided to quit smoking, my husband was still smoking, mm-hmm. so I do not know how I had the willpower at home <laughs> seeing my husband smoke, and I, I'm just cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm quite impressed <laughs> by how I react uh, mm-hmm. uh, handle the situation. Yeah. Uh, my friends, uh, my colleagues especially, because I spend a lot of time with my colleagues, are you sure you already quit smoking? Wow, so they were trying to entice so you back. <laughs> yeah, fine. I'm like, I'm good, guys. I'm good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that a lot of kind of young people, because one of the things that studies show is that actually when you do become addicted to smoking, it's usually amongst teenagers because they start mm. young. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and they're kind of reasons for starting smoking are often similar to what you said. Yeah. It might be dealing with stress, it might be peer pressure, yeah. 
Um, it might be just curiosity, you know, they're curious to find out what is all this about. Everyone keeps blasting us with negative, um, you know, facts and figures about smoking, but what, what's the big deal? Uh, okay, um, I've noticed that when you start smoking uh, during your teenage years, mm. it's more on curiosity mm-hmm. uh, and influence. Mm-hmm. Influenced by your friends, mm-hmm. and to them they look cool smoking. <laughs> Although I believe, I believe that is they know that it's not cool because it's expensive. As a teenager, you yeah. can't afford a pack of cigarettes in Singapore. Gosh. How much doesn't? Do you know how much yes, average um, pack now? Uh, I don't want to say this, but I've checked. Uh, <laughs> to a, a young boy, uh-huh. uh, I think eight, sorry, eighteen or twenty-one. Uh-huh. Uh, I I can't remember. I asked him how much is your Marlboro. Yeah. If I'm not wrong, yeah. uh, I think 14 bucks. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know, it's so expensive. I think that might be more expensive than the UK, but don't quote me on it. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, I think in Germany, it's yeah. about 5 euros. Okay, yeah, so, so, so a bit more expensive. Oh dear. Um, a bit more expensive than Well, Europe. 14 bucks for a big bowl of salad, to yeah. me, it's expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd rather make it, make it myself, but yeah. 14 pack, uh, $14 for a pack of cigarettes. Wow, that's yeah. expensive. And can you imagine if someone is going through either a pack or two packs a day, that's amounting to quite a bit of money every single week. Yeah. Um, and often if you start as a teenager, you don't necessarily have an income coming in, which means you're having to beg, borrow or steal, I might add, from somebody else. Uh, actually, uh, what I, I, I noticed is they share among themselves. So one pack of cigarettes, they will say share among, uh, among the boys or the girls. So, interestingly, um, when it comes to facts and figures between kind of girls and boys, it is boys that tend to to smoke more than girls. That said, it is rising in girls, so it's not Mm. like it's not happening if you're female that you're not going to be susceptible or or you don't have a friend who is smoking. like you know, um, surprisingly, when I started smoking, right, the boys—I mean, the the guys in my office—none of them were smoking. Uh, mm-hmm. Were smokers, only the girls. Mm. So that's really interesting. May not be true. Yeah. And in my office in Dubai, mm. yes, you know, um, smoking is a culture. Yes. In that in that area, but uh, I smoke with my girlfriends. Yeah. Not with my guy friends. So. Yeah. The figures is questionable right now. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. So you were asking me, was it addiction, addiction influence, or just to be socially accepted because mm. I was an introvert? Um, yeah. Okay, maybe we can get more into that okay. in our next section. Okay, cool. Thanks for sharing. So, um, since we are here, talk about uh, smoking I want to know uh, maybe you can share with us your medical perspective and view on cigarette in general smoking okay so I think the thing that worries medical professionals mm. about smoking is the harm that it can do to you and to the people around oh, you yeah. um, because believe it or not the number of chemicals inside a cigarette exceeds 4,000 okay I think the one that people are most aware of is nicotine Mm. Um, and that's because of nicotine's addictive behavior Mm -hmm. Um, it's as addictive as heroin believe it or not yeah 
that real. Bad. Yeah, that bad. it's really that bad. Um, and so, really, when people say it takes just one cigarette, for some, not for everyone, it can just take one cigarette to addict you. Everyone is different. Everyone's biochemical uh, makeup is slightly different. Everyone's brain wiring is different. Um, and so the chemicals are going to affect your brain and your body differently. But, you know, it's bad. Um, you know, it's not just made up of nicotine. You've got carcinogens. So basically chemicals in there that can go on to cause cancer. You find arsenic inside of uh, cigarettes. Um, Sorry, can you put that again? <laughs> arsenic. What is that? Arsenic is a chemical that makes you go crazy oh, and dear. can kill you. Wow. Yes. Um, so curare. Um, so there's, there's actually a lot of negative things about smoking. And I can totally accept that some people, when they take a cigarette, might feel calmer. Some people might find that they fit in more, that it gives you some self-confidence, and there's a reason for that. Mm. Okay. Those chemicals, they work in a couple of different ways. So nicotine in particular is the one that we're most hot on yeah. and that's the one that people will always hear about because mm. that's the one that we can explain to you more easily and you can hopefully understand nicotine works in two ways it works on, on your brain and it works on the muscles okay um, so when it works on the brain it stops um, or, or rather it increases certain chemicals inside the brain and that increases your heart rate it increases your euphoric state so that kind of state where you're getting more confident the way that you think about things is slightly more manic um you you have a bit more energy about you mm, okay okay so for for some people that's yeah, okay. that's what happens the other way that it works is that it blocks things in your muscles which means that you kind of get this feeling of relaxation you might find people say that when they smoke they feel, they feel a bit calmer they feel a bit more relaxed it's because there are certain muscle activities or, or chemicals that are being blocked Ooh, in the muscles okay okay which is why everything feels muscle lethargy basically the muscles feel a bit more relaxed but when you stop smoking you get irritability because of the fact that suddenly your muscles are having to deal with kind of the normal activity and they don't know how so you start getting fidgety and irritable so it kind of makes sense if you understand the biochemistry a little bit um and and that's that's what people are most affected by um so that's the one people kind of talk about most of all Can I ask you the difference between cigarette mm -hmm. and tobacco by itself? Because some people say that uh, when they roll just purely tobacco, mm -hmm. because my late grandma, uh, mm -hmm. she, she took tobacco every day mm -hmm. and she's fine. So yeah. is it true that tobacco is healthier than cigarette with all these chemicals? Not necessarily no? because um, when, unless you're kind of growing your own and even uh, then... Yeah, it's uh, organic, organic yeah. tobacco. So people, we don't know exactly what's gone, what the tobacco leaf is, mm. is um, kind of what all the chemicals that it contains. We also can't quantify, because tobacco leaves vary, the amount of nicotine that's in the tobacco leaf so that, that you're... So nicotine in absolutely. tobacco? Absolutely. In the leaves of absolutely. tobacco? Absolutely. I don't know if you know this, but in Indonesia, you get a lot of tobacco being grown. Yes, my grandma from uh, Indonesia. Okay, so, yeah. so, and you'll often find that there are children being made to work on these tobacco farms. Oh, don't make me feel bad. No, it's oh. true. So, 
And, and it's a bit of a vicious cycle because, so what happens is that these young children have to work, they, their families need the money, they can't always afford to go to school, for example. Um, and so they work on these tobacco farms, they collect the leaves and I don't know what because I'm not exactly sure what's involved there. But there's been studies to show, and I watched a documentary about this actually, to suggest that, well, a lot of these children were feeling or becoming ill quite often. They were having breathing troubles. Um, and it's all due to the fact that they're constantly exposed to these so tobacco, tobacco leaves. Mm. So we're not, you know, I can't tell you that it's more or less, but it's still harmful. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's about the cumulative effects right. as well. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I was just... I had absolutely no idea about the effect of a tobacco plant on an individual, but it was just, it was horrifying to see the number of children that were developing breathing trouble, um, problems with concentration, um, and all of that because of the fact that they were constantly being exposed to just tobacco plants, not even kind of the, the finished product. Mm. So now in the market, uh, like I was with my friend, uh, we. Were Sorry, uh, I, my friend and I, we went to uh, Europe and she, she found this e-cigarette and mm-hmm. she got so excited, mm-hmm. hoping that it can help her to quit smoking. Did it? S- uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so what do, you, what do you think of that? Yeah, well, I, th- I, think, I think what you just said basically tells you what I think about it. Um, I think the, the Vogue thing a few years ago was to switch e-cigarettes because people thought that they were healthier. Um, the evidence is not 100% conclusive, okay. but there is evidence to suggest, and there's quite a few studies to say, suggest that actually um, you're still taking in nicotine, okay, mm. Mm. Um, and you're still, you know, taking in a lot of these harmful um, chemicals, maybe not to the same extent as uh, a cigarette mm. so the, even if you're not maybe getting all the carcinogens um, you're still getting the effects of nicotine yeah. um, and unless you're using it as a way of reducing the amount you're going to be smoking if you're kind of taking the same number of e-cigarettes or the equivalent yeah. to a normal cigarette every day actually nothing's changed dramatically no. you're still getting the same amount of nicotine in your body yeah, that's yeah. True. and later on in life, you know, nicotine leads to cardiovascular disease. It leads to, in women, osteoporosis, fertility problems. Um, you know, to um, other respiratory problems. You know, uh, COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, lung cancer. So, really, I mean, they're still doing studies, but no one has come forward to say yet including the World Health Organization to say e-cigarettes are the way to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I tried to um, to research on e-cigarette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a mixed, it's mixed reviews yeah. and there isn't any uh, conclusion whether it will help or not. So, mm. yeah, I don't believe in it. I just quit. Yeah. <laughs> You're lucky. I think it's not so easy for everyone. I believe so. But I'm surprised that my husband, uh, one year after I quit, he quit as well mm-hmm. and not a single day that he pick up a cigarette it's amazing and he started smoking at the age of 15 mm-hmm. and I think it's a state of mind of making a decision that I want to quit for our health absolutely I think there are two things that you need to consider 
A is the concept of addiction, what addiction is and what goes on in the brain when it comes to addiction. And the other thing is, are you at that place where you're ready to quit? You know, so there's something that we look at in psychology and actually we use it in different aspects of dealing with um, both mental health and addiction. Addiction falls under mental health actually, but you know, when it comes to habit change, there's a model that we look at which is called the trans-theoretical model of change. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically it depicts a model which gives you different stages that, and those are different stages that people go through when it comes to combating uh, a habit that they need to change. Um, and it goes through kind of through pre-contemplation, so before you're even ready, okay? When you're getting all those messages, but you're not ready, you're not even there, yeah. you're not even considering it. Um, contemplation, when you've started to take on board these messages that people are telling you and thinking about whether or not it's the right time for you. Um, so pre-contemplation, contemplation, action, there's a few more. But basically, it goes through the various processes that a person has to mentally go through. And for some people, that's very instantaneous. For some people, it's a work in progress. And they'll be back, you know, you'll be going to and fro. So whatever your addiction may be, be it recreational drugs, be it alcohol, be it smoking, um, you can find yourselves at various points and people often feel guilty that, you know what, I was at contemplation, now I'm back at pre-contemplation, or, you know, I was ready and I took action, but now I'm back at pre-contemplation. That's okay because that's the nature of this process, so long as there is a willingness to change and so long as you're working towards it. And I think one of those one of the things that you need to be able to do that, especially if you're kind of in the midst of this cycle of change, is having the support around you to do it. Um, you know, you were lucky enough to be able to quit just like that. But Actually, not everyone is wired that way. Now you talk about habit change. Um, looking back, because I don't really think about how I quit and, mm-hmm. and so on until we have this around the table session, right? Uh, it made me think about how I actually quit. Um, I have to thank my ex-boss because he is a health freak. So I think he influenced me to uh, instill good habits every day. Mm-hmm. No, don't smoke. That is disgusting. No, <laughs> you stink. So I started to become so uh, conscious yeah. and I started to check how I smell after uh, a cigarette. So and that's a contemplation phase. Yes, that's it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Um, and then I slowly distract myself uh, rather than having a cigarette in my hand, yeah. I will have a cup of tea. So actually, so if you I think about it, tea. you didn't go cold turkey. No! <laughs> that's really yeah. interesting. So when you break it down, I think that's why the cycle of change is very useful to, to think about because it allows you to see the process that you went through. Also, to have someone, uh, to have you surrounding yourself with positive and good people. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's really key because going back to the people that find it really difficult to make these changes, um, you know, when we are exposed to things that make us happy, okay, um, be it eating chocolate, exercising, (laughs) whatever it might be, right, we have, um, you know, dopamine being released in our brain, which makes us feel happy. When we're exposed to certain drugs, and by drugs I'm kind of covering everything here, including cigarettes, um, the brain kind of goes into overdrive, so it starts releasing lots of this dopamine or happy drug, which is great, 
but the, ba- the brain wants to recorrect itself because that's what happens within our bodies. You know, something goes into overdrive and then we get something called negative feedback, which tries to correct this cycle. So then it reduces the amount of dopamine. That's what leads us to want to have more, okay? The other part of this process is you do get actual rewiring of your brain, which is why we develop certain habits. Yeah. Okay, that rewiring is a big problem for people who have serious addictions. I would say, you know, if, you're, if you manage to, to come off your cigarettes and it's not something that you're constantly thinking about, you're probably, you probably weren't addicted. But that isn't always the case yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Um, so, I think in the past, when people were studying the concept of addiction, it was associated purely with being of low moral status. Mm. Um, you know, it was attributed with certain kind of uh, parts of society. Yeah. But actually, it's a bit more complicated than that. Yeah. All right. So, any tips uh, to those who are planning at least? trying to quit smoking? I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Surround yourself with kind of um, positive people. Right. Distraction is, is, is very useful. Yes. A lot of people find fiddling with pens yeah. or holding something because it takes away from that action of holding the cigarette. Um, you know, exercising, drinking yes. plenty. Um, having a support system, and by that I don't just mean the, the friends around you that are being positive, but maybe getting some help. Um, in Singapore, you have something called the I Quit Line. There's other um, associations that help with addiction mm. um, and can support you through this process. Right. Go to your GP, go to your local pharmacist. Yeah. Um, you know, just quitting or go um, cold turkey isn't the only way. We can offer you support in terms of counseling um, uh, or CBT. We can offer you know, or advise you on how to use nicotine replacement therapy. Um, we can prescribe medication if it was to come to that um, to help you to quit smoking. Obviously, it depends on where you're at yeah. with this kind of uh, habit that you have, um, how bad it is, how, how much it's affecting you as to what we would advise you to do. But I think having that person to go back to for help and advice is really important. But to take the first step to ask for help, um hard it's tough it's really really hard so wherever you are right now um try try to quit and find help if you if you really want to talk to us absolutely yeah drop us an email or message a message um you know you can dm us it might i mean we we can maybe get one email address or something for a round table we will update you guys um, where you can send your messages or you can DM either Nora or myself um, and you know this is Anchor which means you can phone in your questions um, you can phone in your stories and we'd be happy to share if you'd like to share um, with viewers around the world because Anchor is global love love social media somehow <laughs> <laughs> see you guys soon absolutely we'll be uh, connecting with you guys very soon yeah. if there's any particular topics that you would find helpful or you would want to talk to us about please get in touch um, and you know ask others to, to listen to this and if you found it helpful we'd love to hear your feedback so do be in touch that's the point of this and we hope to connect with you guys soon take care 
see you. Bye.